Hi, everybody. Why do I always start and I'm laughing? I feel like I don't know because like, I do your high like, always makes me fucking laugh. It just drives me crazy. Um, just, no, my my laugh drives me crazy. Okay. Uh, this is Timmy Red. I'm Sarah Westcott. <laughs> this is Katie Willie. This is Timmy Red. <laughs> we have not consumed alcohol yet, but this is the podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with yeah, them. Yeah, so we will be consuming alcohol momentarily, uh, or in the a few fumes minutes, you might know. be getting to us. Yeah, yeah. How's it going, Katie? What's going on? It's going well. I um I came home to a dead mouse today. That was fun. fun. Um, yeah, it was a little tiny little guy too. So yeah. I was like, mm. we had one recently in like our um. We have like a, you know, basements are made now with like a big window in them and yeah. it's got like whatever. So one day I opened up the window because I was running downstairs. I'm like, what the fuck is that smell? And there's a dead mouse right there. Yeah. Fucking flies everywhere. I'm like, ew. I'm like, John, you gotta take care yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm the taker carer of her. Yeah, so no. I did that. I don't do that. Um, I was approved for a second telecommuting day, Yay! which is awesome. So I have Tuesdays and Fridays now at home, which That's is awesome. perfect, especially yeah. if there's a Monday holiday, because then I end up with five days at home. That's or wonderful. five days of not going to the office, I yeah. should say. Yeah. Um, go on vacation on Saturday, Yay! which is super exciting. To the Bahamas, I right? Think, yes. Yeah. I think I'm like ready. Think. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you're leaving on Saturday? Saturday morning. That's awesome. Yeah. <gasps> so exciting. It is. Are you, like, going to be there for a whole week or just, like, nope, a few? we come back Wednesday night. Oh, that's well, not bad. we come back Wednesday. Our plane yeah. lands pretty late Wednesday night, but. So, you, I assume you got to go down to, what, like, Miami and then take, like, a puddle jumper? Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The puddle jumpers are kind of, they kind of scare me. I think our flight is actually longer from Atlanta to the Bahamas than it is from Albany to Atlanta. Really? I could be wrong. So maybe you're not. So then you're not taking a puddle jumper. I don't think it's super small. John and I went to bah- the Bahamas for our honeymoon, and we flew into Miami and just got on a little teeny little tiny, tiny plane. Like, yeah, and it, it was a terrifying experience for a person who, at that point, had only ever flown like once before. It, I did not enjoy that experience at all. If I recall correctly, your overall honeymoon was not the best experience. No, it was terrible. <laughs> 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 oh man, I don't know. I could tell that story, but it would it would it would it would be too long. It would unfortunately. just yes. Down. yes, it would it would piss me off. Um, but no, I, it wasn't the Bahamas. Um, it was where we stayed in the Bahamas. Okay. Um, and like you know, it started off with like losing luggage and stuff. Like we didn't have we didn't have our luggage for the first two days that we were there. So that was, yep, just. Just really start off, yes yeah. and we're 24 years old you know what yeah. i mean like we were young it's not shit. like you can like, go buy whatever wardrobe no, you possibly need exactly yeah. we didn't have that much money we had just fucking got married and shit like it whatever i'm sorry it was <laughs> it pissed me off but um atlantis was beautiful atlantis is a beautiful beautiful place so i'm excited yeah yeah you guys should be and it's cool that the kids the are, kids are gonna be too. able to go we just have to make sure that like eric stands like super tall yeah, because <laughs> forty-eight inches is the magic number, and for the like big thing, for, no, what? for like most of the water slides. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um. So he just needs to stand tall, and he's gonna be wearing water shoes because Luke and I both remember the last time we were there that our feet were like tore up from the concrete. Oh yeah, so yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We bought like water socks yeah. for us to wear, but at, Eric's got actual water shoes with a sole. So That's I'm like, smart. there's your there's your quarter inch that'll definitely get you over the line as long as you stand up straight. Right. Exactly. As exactly. Well, Katie, have you been reading any books? I read our book, and that is as far as I got, because I feel like I was just here doing this. No. Well, we were. It was, was it, it last weekend? Uh, no, I think it was a little bit. No, it was. It was last weekend. It was like a Sunday. Um, I can't remember exactly when Not it was. Not just like five days ago Sunday, was it? No, I don't think so. Did he only have one day to do it? 
He he did, but only because that was because, him. Okay. So no, it's been a couple. And by he, I mean Chris. Weeks. Hi, Chris. Hi, producer Chris. <laughs> we love you. Um, I've been reading a lot. That's good. <laughs> um, can I tell you about my books? Uh, please do. That's what we're here for. I don't know if I told you about these ones yet. Um, I read Aiden is reading The Outsiders for school. So I and you I had never read that? that. I had never you read never it. Read it. Okay. I didn't read it in school. It was one that was not on our list for school. S. E. Hinton. Yes, correct. Okay. Yes. And I didn't realize that, that that she was a literal teenager when she wrote this book. Yeah. Like, a child wrote this book. And, yeah, yeah it was fine. It was it's fine. It's like the five guys. Is that... It's a gang. Yeah. yeah. They're a gang, and they fight this other gang, and people okay. die and shit. And it's just like, yee, this is... This is... I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, It was totally fine. It just didn't seem like a book that I was like... I needed to read. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just but it like, had to have been quick because it's small. Super quick. It's like 170 yeah. pages. It's really, really quick and easy to read. I think I read it in like an afternoon. Um, I read Neverworld Wake by Marie, uh, uh, Marisha Pessel. Um, she has a couple of books that I really like. I don't know if you've ever read. There, there's a book called Night Film by her, which is super, oh. super fantastic. Um, I would recommend that 100%. Neverworld Wake was good. It was um, a young adult story, and it was about the the it, the premise is intriguing. This is the book that I read before, and I didn't. Okay. I couldn't figure out if I had yeah, read yeah, it or yeah. not. I was like, I feel like I've read this book. The premise is basically that um, this these teenagers, uh, I think they're in like their first year of college. Something happened at their boarding school. They had a falling out, whatever. They all come together for this one night, and it turns out they get in a car accident. And um, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hang on one second. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. The dog drives me crazy. Um, don't get a dog, anybody. <laughs> so they get in this car accident, and you come to find out that they're kind of they're they're all technically dead. They're like living in limbo right now, and they have to figure out one of them is going to survive. Survive, and they have to vote on who that is. And they oh, can't that's come weird. Up with, yeah, oh. they can't. They have to come up to it with a consensus. And um, the story is basically them just living in this time loop, like going over and over again. Like you, you come to find out, they probably have lived in this time loop for like a thousand years and you don't have no idea you have no idea but they the story is like you know they keep doing these different things and learning different things and learning to do different things and it's a really 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 good story i'm doing a terrible job of um of talking about it because that's just how i do more time what was it called never world week okay so i definitely recommend that one um and then i also read one true loves by taylor jenkins reed um tjr one of one of our favorites and Um, that was a good one as well. Um, that's the premise of that one is that, um, this woman gets married, her husband on their first honeymoon or on their first anniversary, her husband dies in quotation marks in a, in a plane crash. And, you know, she moves on and she says yes to marrying somebody else. And then the husband, the husband calls husband out a blue. Shows up. The husband I've shows been up. Spending yes. forever to try to get back. Yes, to you. exactly. Exactly. It's a, it, it was a, not as good as some of her other stuff, but I still enjoyed it yeah. and I read it very quickly. So, nice. um, so that's what I've been reading. Nice. Yeah. I, like I said, I read this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to let you know that I did get it from Pango and I got this bookmark. It's a reading list. It looks like a, like a checkout library card. That's fine. And I kind of really like it. I feel like I could probably fill it in about four and then I'll lose it. Yeah. But I like it and it says, thank you, happy reading. And I, oh, that's nice. Just Pango. I don't think anything came in my Pango. Like I would normally save it if it did. And I've been getting a lot of books that are coming with nothing. nothing. But then I've sold a few books and I don't send, don't anything, send anything with them. So, so it's just yeah. like, I can't. It's there karma. It's karma. Yep. Um, all right. Why don't we go to our prologue, Katie? Are we good? Yep. All right. Let's do it.
The prologue. Um, okay, Katie. So we read Yellow Face by R.F. Quang. I think that's how to say that. Her real name is Rebecca. Um, this book was published on May 16th, 2023. Um, it is a satire on racial diversity in publishing and a meta commentary on like social media, um, and like the dangers of social media. Sure was. Yes. Um, (laughs) let me see. Let's see. This is her first literary novel, but she has published several other books in the fantasy genre. Um, and she's 26 years old. Of course she is. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are these people so fucking like good at things yep. <laughs> um and anyway those are my facts so why don't you give us a rundown so uh okay authors june hayward and athena Liu were supposed to be twin rising stars but Athena's a literary dar- darling june hayward is a li- is literally nobody who wants stories about basic white girls june thinks so when june witnesses athena's death in a freak accident she acts on impulse she steals athena's just finished masterpiece an experimental novel about the unsung contributions of chinese laborers during world war one So what if June edits Athena's novel and sends it to her agent as her own work? So what if she lets her new publisher rebrand her as Juniper Song, complete with an ambiguously ethnic author photo? Doesn't this piece of history deserve to be told, whoever the teller? That's what June claims, and the New York Times bestseller list seems to agree. But June can't seem to get away from Athena's shadow, and emerging evidence threatens to bring June's stolen success down around her. As June races to protect her secret, she discovers exactly how far she will go to keep what she thinks she deserves. With its totally immersive first-person voice, Yellowface grapples with questions of diversity, racism, and cultural appropriation, as well as the terrifying alienation of social media. R.F. Quang's novel is timely, razor-sharp, and eminently readable. So before we go to our cocktail, there is one quote on the back that I thought perfectly explained this book to me. Or caps, caps, caps. Encapsulated. Thank you. You're welcome. The book for me. And it's the top one. Yellowface is one of the most transfixing novels I've read in ages. Quang boldly interrogates (laughs) literary hot button issues like privilege, appropriation, and authenticity, leaving it open for readers themselves to decide where to draw the line. And that was Zakia Delilah Harris, who is also a New York Times bestselling author. And I just, I, I read through all of these quotes and most of them are like spot on with, but that one just like, it, was perfect. I didn't. Me. I honestly didn't read these quotes, and I read that book, The Other Black Girl. Did um, you? I did. That was a really good book. Um, and I believe they're. I believe that's coming out with a Netflix show. Okay. If it's not already out. Okay. Um, Netflix. I think maybe Hulu. I don't know. Whatever. Um. Okay. Cocktail. Drink. What are so, we drinking? Um. So I googled yellow face cocktail, and my Google kept thinking I wanted cocktail, so I just kept getting more pictures. <laughs> And that's not what I wanted. So then I switched it up, and the main character's name, um, she starts as June, and then she gets rebranded as Juniper. Juniper. So we're drinking a Juniper Breeze in the to-be-read fashion of not exactly the cocktail. <laughs> this is um, how we do it, Katie. This is how we do it's it. It's supposed to be cranberry juice and grapefruit juice, and we have cranberry pomegranate tea instead, and elderflower cordial, and lime juice, and gin. Let's do it. I'm afraid. Cheers. Cheers. We put a lot of gin in it. And I'm going to spin it up because yep. so, I don't want to just get a mouthful of gin. Um, don't know how I feel about this. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I mean, I'm going to drink it because this is what we do. We, in the closet. And, the, and, the, and the longer we drink it, the, the better it'll taste, honestly. Sure. So um, let's go to our story. The story. So, Katie, what did you think of this book? I liked it. Okay. I liked it. I hated the main character. You were supposed to. I, I mean, a thousand percent. Yes. Yes. Um, 
I did. It gave me a whole different perspective on the publishing world Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I have the general concept down. But then if you actually think about it, like you need an agent and a publisher and an editor and all these things. and, And then you're getting into the TV people. And I was just like. I guess I know all of those things exist, but I never really realized they all go yeah. together and they all have their different pieces and yes. parts because I've never written or wanted to write or been any kind of like that. So yeah. I just, I don't know. I, we just want to read. <laughs> I just want to read. Yeah. Don't make me write my words. Um, um, what did you think? I I liked it. I, it, I did enjoy reading this book. Um, though there were things that were out downright infuriating to me. Absolutely. Um, and yes, I absolutely hated her. Um, I read, I kind of read a couple of reviews on this one and there was one that I read that kind of made me feel exactly how I felt only like more eloquently. And, um, it's cause you're not a writer either. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it called, it called the book two on the nose, which I totally 100% agree with. Um, it just seemed to kind of instead of instead of using like subversive things and like subtext, she was very much like in your face. This is how I'm calling you out because yes. I am Chinese and you are a white bitch that's trying to take my credit. Yeah, and it's it's just I don't know, and and it wasn't even. It's not even. It, it's just when it, when you're reading stuff like this, you don't always want to be hit over the head. So. So, so many times. so many times with stuff mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah i feel like you know this is an important st- i get what she's saying and she's trying to say it's a very important story to tell this happens all the time with um creators and white creators and um just white entertainment in yes, general in general all the, all in the general genres. whitewashing all of this stuff yep. and um it didn't i don't i just don't think it needed to be as like on the nose as it was cuz you know i it, it just felt to me like she didn't think her readers were smart enough to um get to that understand it and get it and get it um other than that i mean it was it was a fun like kind of like crimey type book you know Mm -hmm. um it's there's always the mystery involved is whether or not she's going to get caught uh who is behind like the twitter the twitter drama and shit like that actually dead yeah that part was (laughs) honestly that part was just dumb i that shit pissed me off i i I, throughout that whole part where she's being stalked by the athena's ghost on social media i was like at first i was like there's no fucking way it's somebody blowing her smoke up her ass yeah and then i was like is this really what this book is going to turn to is that there's a fucking ghost story like and i just was i it was, is it actually her? Uh, thank goodness uh, it wasn't. Yep. I, I knew where they were going with it. I totally knew that it was going to end up being Candace, the, the uh, previous editor. The whole section where um, Jeff, who is uh, Athena's ex-boyfriend, ex, and he basically uh, is like harassing June through social media, yes. um, and she knows it's him because of the is it, IP that address. was the IP address, yeah, yeah. Um, and she calls him out on it. I it was page 180. My note says it's not Jeff. It's the chick she got fired. And I intentionally meant it for that point in the time. Yes. But I was a thousand percent. Candace was coming back in yes. some way, shape or form yes. with without, fucking guns without blazing. question. She was going to come back. Um, let's let's just kind of go by this a little beat by beat a little bit. First, the the whole the part where Athena is dying in her kitchen way was, way described it was way too described. It was, yeah it was described in in like in and epic I like, detail and i like gore yes and you like gore yes and we're fascinated by it yes but 
I hated, it felt to me like, it, it almost felt to me like June didn't really care. And she was just watching her Watching die. her die because she, whether it was intentional or not, she was just frozen. And she, well, and, and you never know how you're going to react in a situation right. like that. But I feel like I would be panicky enough. Like, I would have, like, punched her in the solar plexus. something. Like, do something. Try And harder. also to, like, stand there and not, like, you have a fucking yeah. phone in your hand. Yep. Call 911, motherfucker. Yep. Of course, 911 is not going to get there on time yep. if you're choking like that. Yeah. But, and she had, you know, she'd already been trying to do the Heimlich yep. maneuver or whatever. Um. I just whether you know it or not, you've seen enough people try it that yeah. you would get behind them and try. Yeah. I, well, if you are of the right mind, right. There was a lot that I got throughout the entire book where you didn't always fully believe June's sanity, and not just with like the Athena ghost part, but I felt like she just like disassociated from the world that she was in. Yes. Often. Yes. Just. Like time space continuums where yes. she's just like gone for a couple. She is clearly like... kind of like so sociopathic, yeah. in, in in a sense. Like, and I don't know. I, I guess you kind of have to be a certain kind. You have to be a certain kind of person to become an uh, like a a prolific author. Honestly, um, it it takes a special kind of person, and um, I don't know. I just I felt like it was very much. A lot, there was a lot of jealousy going around. We learn more about Athena and what, why, you know, she felt a certain way about Athena in the first place. But it just, the whole time, the whole book, it's like, I didn't really like Athena that much. And then at some point she would say, we oh, she friends. was my best friend. We she friends. was really close to me, blah, blah, blah. Like, were we actually really friends? It just, I don't know. I, don't I would know. have loved to have gotten at some point. I, I don't know that it could have really actually fit into this book, but the the flip side and gotten Athena's voice of what their friendship was actually like. Yes. If she really felt like she was just a hanger on her or if she really was like one of her best friends. Well, I mean, because it seems like she always she contacted so separated. her. Yeah. But we're only getting that from June's side. Right. We're not getting that from Athena's side. Yep. We're, I mean, clearly they were friendly enough for her to bring her up to her apartment that night. That Like they, they hung out, they went out and got drink, drinks. And then they end up back at her apartment. And there was, like, this weird po- point where it almost seems like they're going to kiss. No, I thought they were going to make out. Yep. That was that was super weird and just yep. thrown in there for, honestly, just for, it felt to me like no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't seem necessary. Mm-hmm. It had no point, in all honesty. Um, but, yeah, so she, Athena goes in and shows her this fucking gigantic stack of um, paper that she had. You know, it's a, it's a full-on book here. And um, typewriter manuscript. That, the typewriter thing annoyed me too. Yeah, well, it's really annoying. It's just like, come on, you're that pretentious. You yeah. gotta fucking write on a typewriter. Click, 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 click. Anyway, anyway, um, and actually, it comes out that that was something that she had stolen too. Like Athena had stolen from somebody because yes. she heard somebody else did yeah. it, and she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do that now yep. too." Whatever. Um, so. But then at, at the end of that chapter, you immediately know this bitch went home with that fucking thing yes. in her pocket. Oh, a thousand percent. Which is so, like, it's sickening. It's just like... It's like you, you just watch somebody watched... gurgle their yes. breath die on the floor. And then yes. you're like, actually, let me just grab these thousand, fifteen hundred pages yes. right over here. Just whoop. Yes. And then we find out later in the book that she stole like more the than notes. that. Just like, the other, notes. other notes than that and whatever. And it's just like, oh my god, this is so gross. Like, there was a way that she could have gone... Instead of, instead of completely stealing the book, she could have easily talked to Athena's mom... And been like, hey, Athena would have wanted this to be finished. I would love to help her Can finish I it. Can do I do? M- yep. Exactly. But it, no, she just wanted 
to oh, be Athena. She yeah, wanted to so be gross. Athena. It was, it was so gross. It was really super, was. Super <laughs> gross. Super gross. Um, yeah. Lots to, lots to talk about in, in that situation. But um, I really was bothered by June's, like, complete lack of awareness and, like, not under not seeing what people would uh, not seeing that people would understand that this is kind of icky and gross that yeah, you're writing you about this and you're, and but your publishing company is trying to kind of put like the, make you that like whitewash and like whitewash completely. the book and also make you seem more Asian yes. so that it's like a better pairing which yes. uh, it, it just that was slimy feeling it was icky it was icky um what do you what do you got you i got have one on me? page nine so this is what it is so though i this actually works right exactly with what we we're just talking about though i feel kind of the vicious kind of jealousy too watching athena talk about how much she adores her editor a literary powerhouse named marlena and i never know how to say ng as a name i'm not even Ing. gonna try okay yeah who plucked me from obscurity and who just really understands what i'm trying to do on a craft level you know i stare at athena's brown eyes framed by those ridiculously large lashes that make her resemble a disney forest animal which i did like but that's Mm -hmm. not why i flagged this (laughs) and i wonder what is it like to be you what is it like to be so impossibly perfect to have every good thing in the world and maybe it's the cocktails or my overactive writer's imagination but i feel this hot coiling in my stomach a bizarre urge to stick my fingers in her berry red painted mouth and rip her face apart to neatly peel her skin off her body like an orange and zip it up over myself ew what a weird freaking just that whole description of it i was like I don't know if I absolutely love that yeah. or I absolutely hate it. Well, but it was a good visualization in my good, brain. It's a good visualiza- visualization, <laughs> and it's all, the, 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 visual, visualization <laughs> is a hard word to say. Um, it, it it is a good description, and um, it made her. It, it, it basically made us see that I, it, she has like a bit of an obsession with Athena. Yes, even though she wants to pretend like she hates her, doesn't like, doesn't we're really like, friends. we're not good friends. Blah blah blah. Um, but then of course when she steals her manuscript from her, um, they're best friends. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, she would have wanted this story to be told, and blah 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 blah. She was my best friend. How dare you say I'm trying to do something? Like she was just using that as cover. Yes, the exactly, whole time exactly. She was using it as she cover. was she was icky. So here I got a, a little thing about the typewriter. On page 12. Um, right. Athena uses a typewriter. No word backups, no Google Docs, no Scrivener, just scribbles in a, in a mol- moleskin. Moleskin? Moleskin. Moleskin, whatever. Yeah. Notebooks that become outlines on sticky notes that become fully formed drafts on her Remington. It forces her to focus on the sentence level, or so she claims. She's given this interview response so many times I've nearly memorized it. Otherwise, she digests entire paragraphs at a time and she loses the trees for the forest. Honestly, who talks like that? Who thinks like that? I felt that the whole time. Um... Some of these people just like they they talk like it's just like why yeah it's pretentious like yes. what I, like you're so pretentious and and ridiculous you're a caricature of a person you know like <laughs> which maybe that was part of her point yes absolutely absolutely I'm sure it was um let's see my next one's on page twenty seven uh I did love the the pop pop culture references dropped all throughout it but. Uh, I don't go out those next few weeks. I stay in my apartment wearing pajamas all day. I order Chipotle at least a dozen times. I watch old episodes of The Office until I can quote them word for word just for something to calm my mind. I love that because that is my hotel room show. (laughs) 
I also read, Athena was right to be excited. The Last Front, simply put, is a masterpiece. The Last Front being the book that she steals. Mm -hmm. I have to tunnel down a Wikipedia rabbit hole for a bit to situate myself. The novel is about the unsung contributions and experiences of the Chinese Labor Corps, the 140,000 Chinese workers who were recruited by the British Army and sent to the Allied Front during World War I. Many were killed by bombs, accidents, and diseases. Most were mistreated upon arrival in France, cheated out of their wages, assigned to dirty and cramped living quarters, denied interpreters, and attacked by other laborers. Many never, many never made it back home. If that quote or that paragraph didn't start with a Wikipedia rabbit hole, I would have fallen asleep by the time I got to the end of that yeah, paragraph yeah. because yeah. it is so history heavy, and which has nothing to do with the fact that you it's Chinese. You wouldn't have been able to read the last front then. <laughs> I would. I, I, I'm not kidding. I, the thought of reading the book and any time that there was a discussion about the book, I'm like, oh my god, kill me! I don't want to read the book. Yeah, no, because it, it it's did. way too. Which I'm not saying that the the story shouldn't have been told yes. in any way, shape, or form. Well, it shouldn't have been. It, it shouldn't have been told by June. Oh, it shouldn't have sure. been told by June. It shouldn't <laughs> have happened in the first place. But just a book about it, I was like, no, please. Yeah, please, yeah. Please. No, I, I'm with you. Like I, I love, like I love hearing stories about stuff like that. But reading it is, it just seems so dry. Yeah, I think the story aspect of it, where you get the personality side of things, which I know that's what Athena was supposedly doing for a lot of the other things that she had written. And that was kind of June's defense is like, well, she's stealing the stories from other people, too. Yes. So what's any different from her stealing the story from somebody and putting it into writing than me stealing right, the story from right. somebody and putting it into writing? Um, but the story aspect of it gives it such a more personal vibe that I that I can appreciate. Like, I could listen to my grandpa talk about his stories forever. Yeah. Like, that would that's totally much more humane and, and personable to me than yeah. if he had written it all down and it was just not somebody I knew. Right. And not relatable in any way. Not that I can relate to it in the first place, but I don't know. I understand what you mean. I History. understand what you mean. History's boring. Um, I, I told you about my Jeopardy nightmare. Jeopardy nightmare. That I go on Jeopardy and all the categories are history related. That's interesting. It's terrifying. <laughs> terrifying <laughs> it's funny like I, I mean history doesn't bug me it's too bad my mom is a fucking history nerd like yeah. we would sit at our table and like growing up or whatever and if you just asked my mom one simple question all you wanted was that an the answer to that question she would go off on a 30 minute fucking tangent diatribe and about. it's just like yes and it's just like mom i just really needed you to answer this one question <laughs> me and my sister would like be eating and we'd just be looking at each other like oh my fucking god mom's going off again mom i love you if you're listening i'm just you know you know what you did <laughs> <laughs> and in fact you still do it to this day um i love her though um i have uh something on, on page 30 here this is when she's kind of you know she's she's um done all her shit to Athena's book and she's trying to figure out, you know, how, how can I sell this now? How can I sell this? How should I sell this? And it's almost like, um, it almost seems like she wants to, she's going to have a conscience about it and then it completely changes. Yep. Um, I pause. Okay. Um, so she's sending an email to her agent. Hey Brett, I know you're waiting to hear about my second book, but I've actually got I pause for a moment and then delete that last sentence. How am I going to explain all of this to Brett? If he knows Athena wrote the first draft, draft he'll need to get in touch with Athena's agent, Jared. There will be messy negotiations with her little literary estate. I don't have written evidence that Athena wanted me to finish the book, though I'm sure that's what she would have preferred since what writer wants their work to languish in obscurity. 
Without proof of permission, however, my version might never be authorized at all. But then no one knows Athena wrote the first draft, do they? Does the way that it's credited matter as much as uh, the fact that without me, the book might never see the light of day? I can't let Athena's greatest work go to print in its shoddy first draft state. I can't. What kind of friend would I be? Hey, Brett, here's the manuscript. It's a little different from the direction we discussed, but I found a new voice and I like it. What do you think? Best, June. Done. Sent. Whoosh. Goes my mail app. I shut the lid and push my laptop across the desk, breathless, across the desk, breathless at my own audacity. I, like, this is... We're supposed to feel uncomfortable with what June is doing. Like, I... The whole book was yes, uncomfortable. Yes, I just, like, I feel myself, like, felt myself tensing, like, every time. And it's like, you really can't stand this girl. But that's the point. We're supposed to not like her. Um, but we every, also... Go ahead. Sorry. We also don't really like Athena that much. No. Like, there's nobody really likable in this story at all. You I know, like Jeff. No. <laughs> I mean, Jeff wasn't, Jeff was an extortionist, like a blackmailer. So like he wasn't super great either. Um, Candace could have gone about what she did way in a way, 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 way different manner. Um, I, there's nobody, there's nobody to root for. You don't like Daniela. You don't like Brett. You just. There's nobody to root for. And like, that's part of, that's part of the, the point of the book is, you know, she's, she's, it's a satire again on like the publishing, uh, community and like, like you said, entertainment in general, like this is how the sausage gets made and it's not always pretty. No. People aren't good to people and people will step on anybody they want to to get a leg up. And like, you know, I'm not sure if many people, how many people would steal their quote unquote best friend's life work from them if they died and name it and call it their own. Like you were so close to maybe saying, hey, Athena had this thing. Let's do like you just... But you talked yourself out of it. Yeah. You talked yourself out of it pretty fucking easily and quickly. And there's a lot of times where she comes to a fork in the road and she has a decision to make. Well, I could at this point in time, but I'm just going to double down and I'm just going to keep sticking with my yes. line. I'm going to yes. keep going this route because yes. as soon as I do that, that opens a whole big everything up. And, yes. And, 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 and. Um, the whole scene where she went and talked to Athena's mom about her notebooks because she realizes that there might be notes in the notebooks that... Well, her mom was going to donate them to... To a museum. Yes. Or some yeah. such thing that... Something like that. And... Library of Congress or some uh, shit like that. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> um, and June decides that she's going to go talk to her mom and hopefully try to get her mom to burn the books, I think, at one point in time is what she wants her to yes. do with them. Uh, because she doesn't want somebody to potentially be perusing the notebooks and come across some kind of note that Athena may have jotted down about the last front. Yes. Uh, it turns out that there's many other examples that basically parallel the writing source or prose or however right. you want to say it right of what athena actually did write and what june stole uh and it just every every fork in the road you're like please go left and she's like nope hard right yeah <laughs> like, exactly exactly you're constantly hoping that she's going to make the correct decision and make like maybe make herself redeemable in somebody's eyes and she just can't do it she cannot fucking do it it's it's awful um let me see where i'm at right now also the description of june's first book like right up my fucking alley I, over the sycamore tree right up my alley mm -hmm. like it's about kids who find this fucking door in a sycamore yep. tree and they go to a different world like this sounds amazing why didn't her book do well like i feel like i feel like june um I feel like somebody did her dirty because that shit sells really easily these days, you know? And if she had just stuck with that, it might have worked out at some point. But she couldn't come up with an idea. Right. 
so this cured her writing block by fucking it opened apart her so, friend's book. One of the at, towards the end of the book, <coughs> there's a point in time where June is teaching a, a like a workshop at a college, high school, a, a, like a summer. I think yeah. it was like a summer camp. Yes, kind it of writing like a summer workshop. camp. Yes, and she spoke about the fact that it looked very much like they were being a cohesive unit, sitting there talking and bouncing ideas off of each other. And she's reminiscing about how much she actually did enjoy that part of her history with Athena mm-hmm. is they are sitting in the library and they're bouncing ideas yes. and and then as soon as you become a published or you're trying to become published all of the walls go up and yes. you shut all your doors yes. on your friends and that that was kind of sad to me that it's probably very true yeah absolutely it just... I mean she I mean you know RF Quang is an author and she, I'm sure she's writing about what she knows and like situations that she's done you know or whatever yeah um <clears throat> I I did mark down page 42. Uh, she's bouncing. I don't know where your next one is. 45. Okay. Uh, she's bouncing. She sent the book to her publisher, Daniela, and they're they're giving her feedback. Publisher? She's yeah. a publisher, right? Yep. Editor, publisher. Who the fuck knows? It's not me. <laughs> and they're, she's going back and forth, and there's a whole section, and, I, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because I... I'm a thousand percent positive I will not pronounce the names right, and I'm not going to try to do that. <laughs> um, basically talking about the names of the characters that Athena has, and then right after that, if you said 44, it's I'm probably 45. 45. Okay, so right in that same instance, it, it, it very much, the whole book is getting whitewashed. Yes. And... You can see from June's perspective, she's like, I don't even understand why there's so many that have the last names. And it just... It's the, icky. It's, it's icky. It's, Let it's, me change this name I, because it's easier to read. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's very, very uncomfortable and Extremely. Um, so I'm actually... That's pretty much where I am. So... Um, She's talking, again, she's going back and forth with her uh, editor or whatever, um, (laughs) publisher. And she says, this is brilliant. Daniela writes in in response to my turnaround. You are so wonderfully easy to work with. Most authors are pickier about killing their darlings. This makes me beam. I want my editor to like me. I want her to think I'm easy to work with, that I'm not stubborn diva, that I'm capable of making any changes she asks for. It'll make her more likely to sign me on for future projects. The kill your darlings thing, clearly, like, it's... Obviously, she's okay with killing these dar- her darlings she because is. they're not her fucking darlings. They're not. She didn't write a lot of these words, and it's very easy to say, yeah, cut that, cut that part. Yeah, you're right. I don't agree yeah, with that part either. Yeah. And she even says a lot of the stuff that's cut wasn't her writing. It was, it was Athena's, Athena's writing. So it's just very, um, again, I'm just going to keep using the word icky. It's very, very, very mm-hmm. icky that she doesn't pick up on the fact that and, and, and even even when they want to get a sensitivity writer or reader in, so that was that was the whole drama with Candace. So yes. she's got a, a editor's assistant, publishing yes. assistant, whatever, um, who is basically like, "Hey," and without saying it blatantly, obviously, she's like, "You're a fucking white writer, and yeah. you're trying to sell this story. Let's get somebody to look at it who can sensitively say, "Nope, that shouldn't happen. Yes. Nope, that shouldn't happen. Exactly. Nope, that shouldn't happen." Yes. And who knows what would have happened with the story if that person was actually hired. But June is so adamant that she doesn't like that idea. She doesn't want that idea, which I don't even really feel like we got a good sense as to why. I mean, I think... Other than it was her... She was scared that something was going to come out where they're going to be like, there's no fucking way you wrote that. Yes. And so that she ends up, you know, she pushes it down. She's like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. And the woman 
eventually reads the book and puts a bad review on Goodreads. I don't think she even read it, to be honest with you. I think she, she just, just, I think she just one-starred just, it. People do that all the time. Yeah. They'll, they'll one-star people shit all the time without actually viewing it or reading it. Or okay. Anything. Yeah. So then June reaches out to her, Danielle, to Daniela, the publisher, and is basically like, uh, I don't think that she should be on this team anymore. Yeah. This is very unprofessional. Yeah. Like, this is unprofessional, blah, and blah, blah. she gets blah. canned. Yes. Yeah. Which, so. uh, that... I I wasn't really all that supportive of her getting canned either. Like you can get, you can not want to work with somebody, yeah, and just be like, I still appreciate her for what she does as her job. She could have been fantastic at her job, and she was fantastic at her job. She was trying to get her to hire somebody to read something that she should have had hired and read. Yes, and, and then, then she just kind of got. She could have been like pushed to the side and been yes. like, "This isn't your project anymore. We're gonna put you over here with this." Right. Writer. I mean, they're a high-powered publishing firm. Why did they? Why couldn't they just put her on different a different stuff? Task, like, yeah. Instead, they fire her, and she's blacklisted. Like, cannot yeah. get a job in the publishing industry anywhere like anywhere yeah so this is why she has such a basically for having so hard up for yes this is why she's so hard up for june not to mention the fact that she fucking clearly knows she has an inkling in her head that this is not her book and it it almost seems like everybody has that inkling yeah because they're they're constantly like "Ah, are you sure you're good with this yep i'm good you're sure you're gonna double down on that lie because we all kind of see through you a little bit exactly 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 um and then you know she starts getting she starts getting like you know messages on twitter and a firestorm starts happening and nobody wants to believe that she did that so they don't believe you know they don't believe they choose to believe june and and what june is saying and um that's one of the that's one of the other things that's that's hard to to read because you're looking at like a, a group of minorities who are saying, eh, I think that this, there's something yeah. fishy about this. Doesn't feel and right. then the white woman on her side is saying, no, 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 we're, no, good. No. No, we're good. good. I'm good. Yeah. This is totally my story. Mm-hmm. I wrote this story, even though I've never talked about this before. I've yep. never said anything no. about, you know, whatever. Don't look at my internet history because I didn't start researching it until the day she until died. Literally the day after she, <laughs> yeah. she died. Yes. So it, it, it's hard. Again, I'm going to say it again. It's hard. But that's the point. It's supposed to be. It's we're supposed to be looking inward and saying to ourselves, "Would I like what how if far? I were in how a situation far? like this? How what would I be doing? How or, far would I go? Yes, exactly, exactly. And I have like I, I wrote a little note to myself, like um, you know, I can I'll just ask it right now. Like what it what is fair game in writing and like publishing? I so that's part of the reason why that quote on the back is one of my favorites because I have no idea. Like, yeah. I don't know the answer to that because yeah. I I there are stories that should be told. Mm-hmm. I don't know that somebody is the right person to tell it and somebody is the wrong person to tell it, but this was not right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. It, but if she had had the sensible, sensitive writer and she had given credit, somewhat credit to Athena, but then she said, well, yeah, but I threw in all these parts where like the fucking girl that goes to the front lines. Did you just oh, give him a my kiss? God, that was the worst. That, that was the worst part. because It's like <laughs> it's another it, it's one of those things where it's like. Yeah, like they put a put a cute white girl in there, just drop her in there, and make her uncomfortable around all these minorities. And it's just like ew, it's ew, ew, yeah. ew. What the fuck were you thinking writing that? Like, yeah. what the fuck were you thinking writing that? Right. So that is clearly doesn't is not right. It yeah. doesn't seem right. Nothing about it feels right. But no. 
if she had done this whole story more tactfully, maybe she could have been the one who was supposed to tell that story. But it just, we know that this was not the right one because she didn't even do any of the research until after the fact. And it just, like, I don't know. But I don't even know that it would have been okay if she had done the research to start with. Yeah, it's hard because it's just, it's not your history. And, like, clearly, we're, we're in a more progressive age where we... A lot of stories didn't get told because a lot of people of color just couldn't even get the kinds of deals that white authors and white creators right. were able to get. Right. So, like, now we're seeing way more, like, way more diverse stories. And, unfortunately, a lot of those diverse stories are getting fucking banned in, like, schools and libraries and things. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, like, we as a country are afraid. We're afraid of things that are different. Things that are different from us. And um, it's it's really, it's a concerning, it's a very, very concerning pattern um, to, to, to watch and to see play out in real time as... Are, we're raising children and our kids are growing older and there are parents who are raising their kids at the same time and they don't believe that diversity is a good thing and it's it's it's, it's frustrating and you're seeing the the fears of people's uncomfort yes being pushed out yes onto people that they don't really have shouldn't have control over doing that too yes yes um just to play devil's advocate in that same question though if those stories of minorities or colored groups or just different races and classes of people, if they don't feel like they have the voice, maybe you do need to have a white person to tell that story because it will actually get published. So, like, that's that other flip side of it is do we need somebody because of the way the rest of society is that they're not going to accept? Right. They're not going to accept it being right. Athena's story. They right. want it to be June's story. Right. And that's that's the issue. Like, a lot of people, you're always, you know, and they even said it in this book, They you're always told, write what you know. True. You can't know. These stories you aren't yours. Know, right. You can't, that your story, that story is not yours to tell. So the more, the better thing to do would be to lobby and rally for these people to be able to tell to be able to get to tell to tell their stories and you know like um uh try try to try to give people more opportunities to do that mm-hmm. and and be an ally in helping to and do advocate that for yes and advocate for it. Just exactly being like i'm gonna take it yes yeah. exactly exactly or um, if for some reason you do feel like you need to take it Give those fucking process, prof, process, profits, <laughs> profits, and proceeds. Oh, yes. but that, yeah, cracked back cracked. to cracked. Whose yes. story it actually like Ned, when she got you know the advance for this book? I mean, she's making more money than she's ever seen oh, yeah. in her entire life. You know. Yep. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Where am I? Where am I? Um. So I, I'm. I'm. This is where it's. I'm getting into the like the Twitter discourse and and all the the social media stuff here. Um, you know, this is kind of after this is I believe this is after when the Twitter stuff happened, whatever. But um, somebody calls her out for something. Oh, she goes to this like panel and a, a young MIT student i hated the fact that she kept fucking putting her neck out there and be like well this one's gonna be fine yes yes it's not 
She's an, well, she had to. She had to, though. I, you're, she, you're, otherwise, you're, you're, you're yeah. exactly yes. So she asks something along the lines of, you know, do you really think that you should be the one to tell this the story? Basically, something yeah. like that. Um, and she goes, let's see, let's see. Da, 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 da. But more people are on my side than hers. Her replies are full of comments like, your position sounds like reverse racism to me. And, oh, you like censorship? Might I suggest moving back home to communist China? It's a whole mess. I don't comment. By now, I've learned that the best way to deal with negative backlash is to bunker down, silent and unscathed until the whole thing blows over. In any case, Twitter discourse never does anything. It's just an opportunity for firebrands to wave their flags, declare their sides, and try to brandish some IQ points before everyone gets bored and moves on. Um, this is all of this is very, very true. Like I watched this happen in real time on Twitter. I'm a very avid Twitter person, and I was super um like hooked to Twitter during the Trump administration because it's how I got my news. It's how I saw things. You know, I, I followed Donald Trump just to see what fucking idiotic shit he would say, and I'd I'd worry about it constantly. I, I was in a constant state of worry. And it's just now that Twitter is what it is as well. Um, you know, Elon Musk has kind of changed it to where it's very, he, he, he allows all these people to have these awful, awful, to say these awful, awful, awful things and have these in the name of free speech, you know, whatever there, there's no consequences for these people anymore. And, um, it's frustrating to see this on the page because you watch it in real time and in real life, yep. you know, revert this reverse racism bullshit. Like, come on. Like I hate, I hate the reverse race. I hate reverse racism. Like that term in itself, reverse racism is a fucking myth. It does not exist. It cannot exist because <laughs> white people are not oppressed. <laughs> We're not oppressed. Nope. So it, there is no such fucking thing as reverse racism. You cannot have racism without oppression. Like, it's just not a thing. So, like, to, to, to read this, it's just, it's very much like, wow. And watching people online today ha say these same things. I mean, she is, ta she's literally taking this stuff from real life, you know, like grabbing this from real life. She's watching this happen and it's all true. And it's, it's really frustrating and, and scary to watch. And the fun, the crazy thing in, is in all this at some point, I, I don't think I flagged it because I've only have got one more flag. About the, the part where she's now followed by Trump yes, supporters and she's being all, like a boosted yes, person because. Yes. It's all like proud boys because yeah. they're like censorship is bad. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Meanwhile, they're trying to ban books about diversity, yeah. but yeah. they'll buy this one because it was written by a white girl, <laughs> a white girl. It's so, it's so absurd. I don't think I flagged that, but I did reading it. I was just like, exactly. That's yes. the whole fucking point. This is exactly what would happen. There's, exactly what would happen. There's also another part where, uh, there's, uh, She's basically somebody tells her like, don't even open the Twitter because if it's if you don't open it and you don't read it, what the fuck does it matter? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's not hurting you. And yeah, that is that's my thoughts on social media. Like, I will use it for entertainment. I'll scroll through Instagram. I'll scroll through Twitter occasionally. Not much. I get I'll have like seventeen notifications. I'll be like, oh, I wonder if there's anything good in there. I yeah. wonder if an author finally listened to our podcast and yeah. liked our tweet or whatever. Yeah, uh, and it, it just yes, it's entertainment, but at the same time, I know there are people that live and die by it, and I like I I don't have yeah I don't have the bandwidth for it. Like I I can can barely read our podcast books and <laughs> right, right, do right, a podcast. Right. Yeah, like I don't yeah. have the mental bandwidth for it um however this is a perfect segue to my next 
quote that I have. Okay. So she is basically she's been called out on Twitter and it's I'm on page 150. Me too. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Go. Because yours a funny one. I don't remember. Okay. You do it. Well, okay. I wish I had an exit strategy. I wish there was some magical apology I could make or defense I could offer that would make everything stop. But there is no point, I know, in getting embroiled in the mess. Anything I post will become further evidence that people can use against me. And what would an online victory even look like? There's no way to reverse the exposure to make the internet forget about me. I'm marked forever. Every time someone Googles my name or brings up a, at, brings me up at a literary conference, the association with this plagiarism scandal will foul the air like a persistent fart. And now I'm going to read a tweet because Twitter is amazing. I had a hard time falling asleep last night, but one bright spot is that at one point, while my hubs was snoring, I woke him out of his dead-ass sleep with the smell of one of my farts. I'm really proud of that. And my favorite, dearest friend, Sarah Westcott, <laughs> tweeted that three days ago. And I, I put did. the two of those together I so did. fucking fast. Yes, yes, that was going to be my story. That's fucking hilarious. I'm so glad you flagged that. Um, yeah, that was a very proud moment for me. I, It was... <laughs> I was really angry because I couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> I get and that. John is just there snoring just away. Like as soon as he closes his eyes, yes. he's like, "I'm out." Yes, every and it, this happens to me pretty much every time, yeah. every single time. And I had a lot of trouble sleeping on Sunday and Monday night. I don't know why, but I both nights I couldn't sleep until after one o'clock, and I was up like Whoa. every hour. Yeah, and you know I like to be asleep by like eleven o'clock. I like, like to go to bed at like eight. I need to. Well, I'm in <laughs> one of the Monday. I was in bed at eight thirty, and I didn't fall asleep until after one one a.m. So like that was frustrating to me. So John is you know snoring, and I'm I'm constantly just trying to move him and yeah. like, push him aside. I'm gonna and, poke like, you a little. Change your yeah. position so you stop fucking snoring, sir. Um. So I ended up you know having th- just this silent fart, and it smelled rank. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that'll wake him up. And he goes <laughs> <laughs> like he ate it. <laughs> And he goes, oh, my God. And I could not stop laughing. I, like, seriously, he fell back asleep, and I'm on my stomach trying to fall asleep, and I'm shaking with laughter because I'm laughing so hard. Couldn't stop laughing. It. I was really like, wow, I did that. I did that. I was proud. I was proud. It has now been memorialized. Yes, it was. It was memorialized on Twitter. Um, I'm also on page 150, and it's, you know, about, it's, again, about the Twitter discourse. Um. Uh, she says, even Athena suffered her own period of online vitriol, though in her case, she really had done nothing wrong, which you did something wrong. Yeah. Um, two years ago, she re- tweeted some uncontroversial bleeding heart thread about the recent rise of hate crimes against Asian Americans. I've never been so nervous to be in my own skin, she said, until now. I've never felt so much like this country was not my own. It read as a little cheesy and narcissistic, but whatever. It was a cause close to her heart, and you couldn't exactly hate on someone who was afraid of being attacked on the street. But then someone, some anonymous account with an emoji of the Chinese flag in the bio asked her, if you care about Asians so much, why are you dating white? Um, I don't know why Athena responded. One never argues a racist troll into submission, but she must have been feeling defensive or raring for a fight because she quote tweeted the reply and said, who I date has nothing to do with my politics. Hating on interracial couples is this 2018. Um, then the floodgates opened. Hateful messages inundated her replies and DMs. She showed them to me, some of them to me when we met up for coffee later that week and they were utterly vile. Shut up and go suck white cock. WAMF couples are unnatural. WAMF is how you get Elliot Roger. You want me to come shoot you up like Elliot Roger? And, and on and on it goes. It's just, Time out real quick. Do you know what WAMF stands for? No. Me neither. No, let's Google it. Google it really quickly. WAMF. White ass motherfucker. 
no, that's not it. That can't be right. <laughs> that doesn't fit. <laughs> uh, what is it? What are my feelings? That doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. What oh. are my feelings? Couples that are unnatural. No, that doesn't make sense. White ass motherfucker couples. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find it. Oh, that one says, what are my feelings again? I don't think you're going to find it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I, I don't really have full faith. Yeah. I mean, WAMF yellow face is one of the Google results. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know why it would. It couldn't be. What are my feelings? Weak ass motherfucker. Weak ass motherfucker. No, it's not that. It's no. not that because it wouldn't make sense. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, but like it's it's just it, it's so funny to me that she's comparing her situation to Athena's, where Athena is literally getting racist, vile things thrown at her, and she's getting. Um, what she deserves, you know, like she's getting called out for li- like literally stealing yes. something from a person of color and uh, not giving her any credit on it. Right. You know, yeah. it, it's just, it does, there's no equivalence there, but she loves to. And where she said it read as a little cheesy and narcissistic, but whatever. What? What about yeah. that was cheesy and narcissistic? What about that? Is it Nothing. just because she tweeted about herself? Yes. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So like. You're constantly seeing these little things like June is an icky, icky, icky person. Um, we do know, uh, I didn't flag any of this. Like, literally, the second half of the book has no flags. There there wasn't a lot of, like, pretty prose in it to, like, yeah. write or anything or re- read about. Um, but we do find out at some point that Athena stole a story from June. June, June was... maybe like a maybe rape um so i actually have that flag that's those are my next flags um go for it you tell it right quick story so she starts her story about what athena stole from her on page 200 and she says the first weekend of october i went on a date with a cute sophomore named andrew someone i noticed during my world history discussion sections but hadn't worked up the nerve to speak to until we crossed paths at a delta Phi party both falling down drunk and just looking for a body to glue ourselves to we hadn't exchanged two words before we started making out so i flagged that immediately because i had that same fucking thing happen to me when i was in college i actually had spoken to the guy we all had that (laughs) he was he was like campaigning on our floor and then I had like maybe a two sentence interaction with him. And then that following weekend, I was walking up to the townhouses to go to a party and he was coming back the other way. We were both fairly intoxicated and we were both walking with somebody else and literally just walked up to each other and started kissing. Like yeah. no words at that point in time. And the girl I was with, she's like, well, um, and I was I'll like, see you later. Okay. and then that was it. And then he turned into a guy that I slept with throughout my whole freshman year. Oh, lovely. And his roommate used to call me Slim Shady because I would just show up and he'd get kicked out. And it was fucking amazing. <laughs> However, that turns into the start of her rape story. Uh, and she basically um, is not sure if she was yes. raped. That's why I said possible rape story. So she ends up... Uh, telling this whole story to Athena and then Athena takes that story and puts it into Yale's literary magazine. Um, there's one little paragraph right here that I, I, I 
I feel like if I don't read it out loud, it, it, it needs to be read out loud. Maybe it was a coincidence. We were small, fragile freshmen, girls at a large university where such things are known to happen. My story isn't remarkable. It is, in fact, utterly mundane. Not every girl has a rape story, but almost every girl has an I'm not sure. I didn't like it, but I can't quite call it rape story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is a thousand percent true. Absolutely it is. Because Absolutely it is. nobody wants to raise the red flag. If it's not going to be able to be, like, supported. Yes. yes. Whether you're sticking your neck out or not. Well, and the fact, the fact is a lot of, a people, lot of most people aren't... don't believe, most people don't right. believe you. Most people don't believe you. You say, you say you got drunk and, and something happened. Said. Yes. Who was interpreting it? Well, yeah. I mean, it, and it's always been a, it's always been a, um, you're, you were asking for it type thing. You yep. were wearing something slutty. You got too drunk and you shouldn't have gotten drunk at that party. You shouldn't have been walking alone. You shouldn't have been doing this. You didn't actually say no. Yes. Yes, exactly. You didn't say yes, but you didn't say no. Like it's, it's always, it's always been about blaming the, the woman, the victim for that specific thing instead of actually having anybody take accountability for their accountability for their actions, um, in, in perpetual, like, you know, doing the action. Yes. It's, it's, it's gross. It's gross. I, I don't know. I don't know why any, any man any real man would look at a, a super ass drunk girl and say, I'm going to fuck that tonight. And I'm she's going to love and it. She's, she's yes. going like, to want it the whole time. That's never going to happen. That's not going to happen. And you look like a fucking monster and you're disgusting. Anyway, that's that. <laughs> I'm done with all my flags. So I'm just going to so say here. So uh... my next one that I have is uh, it's on page 225. And she's uh, talking about changing careers. Um, oh, that's actually right. The Has same, she been caught yet? This is the same page as the popular Fox News co-host and and uh, which has created a strange situation in which thousands of Trump voters are buying a book about mistreated Chinese laborers. Yep, yep, exactly. Anywho. Which they'll never read. No, they're just supporting <laughs> they her can't for read. the wrong reason. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was rude. Okay. <laughs> So this part, writing is the closest thing we have to real magic. Writing is creating something out of nothing, is opening doors to other lands. Writing gives you power to shape your own world when the real one hurts too much. To stop writing would kill me. I'd never be able to walk through a bookstore without fingering the spines with longing, wondering at the lengthy editorial process that got these titles on shelves and reminiscing about my own. And I'd spend the rest of my life curdling with jealousy, blah, 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 blah. And then she goes to ruin that paragraph by talking about her own mental But she stuff. doesn't, yeah, and she doesn't deserve that. She doesn't deserve to feel well, those things. Right. She does not. But I thought that was very well written yes in yeah. and of itself yeah. and i did appreciate the the comparison to just the opening of lands and yeah absolutely like absolutely i mean as readers we that's the point we that the reason why we read books is because we want to be taken into a different world and a different yep. situation and we want to read stories about people um but um going back to you know june saying those things it's just like you don't you don't get to feel that way anymore like you you did something horrible so it doesn't matter like you can't write anymore like you can you can but whether or not it gets sold nobody's is gonna believe irrelevant. that it's like it's yes brand new to you yes exactly um so i do have just one more note that i just am curious to know if you noticed i'm gonna assume not because you didn't flag it we don't have an alice in wonderland um so wikipedia rabbit hole that was about as close as oh I there we go okay rabbit hole yep all right um 
<laughs> so she is, I think, okay, so she's looking at the Athena ghost account. Athena's account has updated again. She's standing in front of a mirror. There's a long white paper taped to her forehead. The last front, it reads, by Juniper Hayward. It's a multi-photo post. I swipe right. And then it just goes on from there. But I was like, wait a second. Juniper Hayward didn't write the last front. Juniper Song did. So mm. I didn't know if that was an intentional typo or not. Mm. Or if you notice it. But I just, I could be a copy editor. I'm pretty sure about that. I think it was probably just the person wanting to be like, wanting to, I think it was wanting, Candace showing us it's a white person that wrote that this wrote book this instead of so Juniper that you think Song. it was intentional. Yes, I okay. think it was intentional. Um, but the only other thing that I really have to say about this book is that probably within the first 20% of the book, I have a very hard time when I'm reading a book by, well, they're written by writers. So <laughs> a book about a writer yeah. that I always feel is going to be a twist where the, the book that I'm reading is the book that the writer in the book is going to tell me that they wrote by the time we got to the end. So when she dropped in that part where she's like, Candace, who calls her out and catches her and gets her to confess on shit, yeah. is basically like, I'm going to write the book Yellow Face by Candace. Yep. And I don't remember her name. Fox, her I think name. her last name. Fox? Okay. Am I wrong about that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I just can't. can't remember is what I really remember. Doesn't matter. But I was like, not important. oh, she's going to turn around and put this book out and this is going to be her book. And yeah. I'm like, she did. Yeah. She did. Yeah. She did. And it's, it's very, and it's so, it's so, and it's just, it just, again, it kind of goes back to the whole, the whole um, privilege of being a white person in certain spaces. Cause it's like, it's like you got shit on, like literal shit on. You can't write a goddamn mm -hmm. thing. But then you're going to write about your story and I guarantee it gets sold. Yep. Guaranteed it gets because sold because that's what it's everybody's an interesting been... thing to see and read. And because everybody's been talking about it since you yes. pushed the last book out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the whole There was a whole section where she was talking about trying to come up with the next ideas and all it is is about Asian and Asian this, Asian that. And I'm like, yeah. get the fuck out of there. Yes, you yeah. don't belong well, there. We didn't even talk about the fact that she stole a second thing from. Yes. She so how she finally gets caught is that she sees she had taken she her had other taken notes, her notes and she had taken a full paragraph of something that Athena had written and then she wrote a story following that paragraph and somebody was smart enough to realize wow I we read this story before Athena she wrote this in a workshop this, yes yeah. and um so that's what finally gets her caught on something even though most of the story is original to June um, but you know what? Just desserts. Just desserts. And then she fucking triples down and she's like, no, no, no. Yes. That one's still mine too. Yes. Fuck you. It's just, it's so ridiculous how hard she fights to try to like, just give it up. At you some, have just give it such up. dirt on your face or whatever yes. the fuck that phrase is. Yes. 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 It's, it's really, really, really bad. Um, so ultimately... Ultimately, it was a, there were funny things, like I really enjoyed it. was enjoyed, definitely it was a, a lot of funny. Like a laugh out loud in some yep. situations. It was funny, um, uncomfortable read, obviously, you know, 
Um, I didn't realize until you said it out loud that there really wasn't anybody that I was rooting for for the no, whole time. No, none, none. And there I, and was that, nobody to root for. That, that was a very good uh, encapsulation of it because yeah. I, I didn't. It, it and I think that's what I was missing in this. Yeah, I I rated. I did look. I rated it three stars because I think that's that's it for me. It's just like ah, it was a really good story, but you know, I did feel the whole time like it was just you, you know, didn't enjoy it. Yeah, no, of course not. Of course not. And you you're can't not meant it. to. You're but... not meant to. But even still. Like if it were if it were a story that I could have enjoyed, like I just feel like a, a few things were missing for that fourth star. Like personally, I mean, don't get me wrong, liked the book, I did. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I think, I think we're good, right? Ready to go to the epilogue? I think we're ready to go to the epilogue. Right. Wow, you said it, not me. I did, <laughs> and I said it right too. The epilogue. Um, Katie, I know what we're reading next. I looked it up while we were sitting here. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, good. It's Violent Conspiracy. Yes. Yes. Okay. By Brendan Slocum. Slocum. Whatever. However you say that. Um, I'm interested in this. I'm like, I feel like I, f- I saw it on a list one day and I was just like, this sounds pretty interesting. And it- I think I added it. No, I think it was me. No, because I think you added this one. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how it went, but <laughs> I I know I saw it on a list somewhere and was like, this, yeah. sounds, this sounds cool. Um, And he apparently writes... A lot of mysteries involving musical instruments. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what we're in, we're in for. All I right. really don't. But I do have the book, and it's pretty thin. It's Did thin. you get it? Yes. It's thin. It's very so, thin, which uh, is going to be great. I haven't even opened it up to see if like the words are really yeah. small or teeny or yeah. whatever. Um, looking forward to reading it. We've only got. What, what did I say? Three more episodes until we're going to take I our holiday break? we have that and then what's after that? We've got that? The Measure after that. So we've got The Violent Conspiracy coming up, The Measure after that, then, and then tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And, and then we it. are taking a much needed holiday break until the end of January, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to all three of these episodes. I think we're uh, we're we're going to have some fun with these books mm-hmm. um, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. I've, I've heard very good things about Um I'm excited. I'm excited to Me talk about them too. with you. Um, so follow us on our socials, guys. Um, send us an email. Tony, send us an email. Yes. Calling out Sarah and her bullshit for not liking Halloween. I don't like Halloween. I can't help it. It's not. It is. It is a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> and every year, um, every year at the end of September, I'm like, holy shit, Halloween is almost here. And then Halloween comes in like the snap of a finger. This month fucking flew. It flew by. Flew by. I saw. I saw. I hope next month does too. I think I saw something on Instagram or whatever. One of the places. And it was basically like, slow down, October. Nobody knows who's even cooking for Thanksgiving yet. And like, you do. Because because you always do, but like that's yes. a deal. Like yes. that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I I would love for I would love for October to zoom by. Like I don't know why it's always. I love October. I love the way October looks. It's very pretty. I enjoy like you know the weather in October for the most part. This week's um, gorgeous. Oh my god, today is today is absolutely beautiful. But. I always am just waiting and hoping for Thanksgiving. Okay. Thanksgiving is my day. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I just need Halloween to be over. And then I can be like, okay, three weeks until Thanksgiving. Except it's already Christmas in the stores. <sighs> that shit pisses me off. That will never not piss me no. off. Like, give Thanksgiving its due. This is bullshit, Thanksgiving guys. doesn't even get like a half a second. It doesn't. It doesn't. And it's bullshit. It goes right and from Halloween to Christmas. I don't like it. I don't like it. Either. I'm not happy about it. Um. Anyway, guys, uh, that's it for us. Uh, like I said, join it. Uh, follow us on our socials. And uh, please join us next time. When we make your To Be Red pile one book shorter. Bye, everybody. Bye. To Be Red is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willey. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turo. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. 
theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa. Mm. The story. The story. <laughs> um, cut that out. I do not want that in there. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> um,